0: fastest car recorded is the is the Hennessy Venom Hennessy Venom
1: a modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV movies superheroes and everything in between it's time for Superhero Slate hello and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news
0: we love tv movies and superheroes so let's talk it all out my name is chris dillard and my name is mike royer and this week
1: benedict cumberbatch is coming up Mm -hmm. the defenders are shaping up okay and deadpool tool shakes things up and more ups (laughs) why not i don't even care so um, so this week, we are on the eve of Halloween.
0: Yeah, even though it seems like it's already been done. That's yes. usually what happens when you have a Halloween that lands on, I would say, either a Sunday or a Monday, maybe even possibly like a Tuesday. All uh-huh. the festivities happen on the weekend, so uh, we, we ran some errands this morning because we're um, – we're working on our annual Christmas card that may or may not include some um, discounted Halloween decorations. So um, wow. they were already discounted, and it, technically, it's not even Halloween yet. So uh, all the craft stores out there are like, "Nope, Halloween's officially done in our book." So uh, I don't know if the Halloween candy is on sale yet. I think that's probably the official. That's probably the official mm-hmm. moment when Halloween's over is when the when the candy goes on sale because yeah. you don't need the candy anymore. It's done
1: that's true what is your what is your favorite halloween candy mike um just just so i can get a well, g- gauge here
0: i've always really enjoyed i mean it, it depends like favorite candy is like a wholly totally different question compared to favorite halloween candy mm-hmm. but i mean i was always a fan of anything that just seemed like you're getting more bang for your buck so i always kind of liked milk duds because like they it was like the only candy that came like packaged in like a box and you had to like open it it was like opening like a little present so i was a big fan of milk duds growing up
1: okay all right i'd say mine would be the little boxes of nerds because wow, well, you see we're you, box people <laughs> yeah because well you feel like like when you look at those nerds like oh that's small there's not a lot but by the time you start eating it you're like damn there's a lot of nerds in here
0: yeah you're just basically like eating just straight sugar and you're just like oh god it's so good and then you get that like that like cramping in your jaw when there's like too much sugar in there
1: oh yeah oh yeah like i get that with skittles
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I totally feel you. I also I hate chocolate, but I like Heath, like Heath, like the little mini Heath
0: bites occasionally. Oh
1: wow, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I guess it's the old man to me coming
0: out. So <laughs> well, that's good. That. You're prepared for your old age. Well, we w- well with te- Halloween uh, not technically over, but maybe um, spiritually over. We did some Halloween stuff uh, mm-hmm. this weekend. So before we get into the news, uh, you were telling me about you did something kind of cool, and I want to hear about it.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, this weekend I was invited to uh, one of my friends' a murder mystery party, but it was Harry Potter themed murder mystery. Oh, party. Oh no, that oh, sounds yeah. too awesome. <laughs> so uh, the guy and his wife who held it at their house, they went all out on decorations. Like they had like this, it's not wallpaper, but it's like thin paper that you hang over your walls to make it look like castle brick. Mm. All over the upstairs, there was like bit or Quidditch beer pong kind of thing going on. Oh wow! Uh, outside, they used you know like you know badminton rackets to throw stuff through kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of Harry Potter themes. The butter beer was was delicious. It was more like oh, cream wow. soda and like butterscot schnapps. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> lots of food, lots of great food, lots of candy, lots of great company, a lot of good people there. Um, you know, we played this game called Werewolf. It's it's uh-huh. a lot like a Halloween themed mafia game where you like you got to figure out who's killing people in the group, yeah, kind of deal. And that you know led into the murder mystery, which I think one person got correct because they left out the forensic file on accident in the game. Oh and, no! <laughs> so it, it, this, despite that, it was fun. It was great. And then we I think we were there till like three in the morning. Like, wow! How did forth.
0: you uh, how did you survive the murder mystery? Did you end up getting killed or what happened?
1: I I, I was fine. I was a teacher and at at the 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 university whatever harry potter ripoff name they had um so i lived i was fine um but uh in the werewolf game i was the first to be killed oh no (laughs) probably because i was spouting off a lot of bad jokes (laughs) (laughs) you you earned it you earned that death i did i did and then again our mutual friend friend i don't think he listened to the show but um victor uh pan fox was there Mm -hmm. so yeah oh that's cool yeah he, he i see i see him a lot actually and um we do the south park thing have you watched south park this season at all uh yeah i have okay so like he was set exactly across the longest table in the world for me and i'm like <laughs> hey pan do you do you remember this and he's like yeah i remember
0: and we just kept doing that all night so um, oh i'm sure i'm sure that's what led to your death
1: yeah a, a lot of people just kept laughing at it uh, however <laughs> Nobody was dressed up as a bad ombre or a nasty woman, so I was kind of disappointed Uh, okay <laughs> um but uh moving on, you went somewhere else uh more of a more of a date scenario it sounded like
0: uh well yeah we uh last night um my wife uh reluctantly well i was reluctantly dragged to uh, some haunted houses, which you switched I that story was, real quick there <laughs> <laughs> which I'm a big old baby when it comes to haunted houses, so um haunted houses i would say is probably comparable to a roller coaster uh, for me like if you're waiting when you're waiting in line for the roller coaster that's literally the scariest part you know the anticipation of like seeing all the people going down and screaming and going down the drops that's like that's the scariest part of haunted houses and roller coasters, so we were waiting in line at this uh, one haunted house. It was kind of like a um, like a uh, a little downtown festival that had like this little haunted house going on. It was a it was a really good value, only five bucks to get in. So that that ended up being kind of cool. Uh, but the really cool thing was is we were driving back into the city and we were just like, man, you know that haunted house was cool, but it was really short, you know. And I was like all jazzed up now, my endorphins running, being scared and all. So we decided to check out. I would say the coolest haunted house i had ever been to and this is in burbank california so obviously it might not be easy for most listeners to get to but if you ever get a chance this um this guy who is a vfx and um i guess uh, a costume makeup artist puts on his own haunted house in his backyard every year And it's free, and it's just donations when you get done with it. And you think if if you know anything about the makeup of like Los Angeles, the Valley, or more specifically Burbank, is backyards are not very big. Like the footprint of your backyard might be about as big as the footprint of your house if you're lucky. So your backyard backyards here are very very small. So he was able to weave and use every single square inch of his backyard to perfection. Uh, So he had this winding Path that went through his backyard I think part Of it came up through his porch but it's Really hard to tell because he had everything Decorated like this guy has to have some sort Of like storage facility where he puts all this Stuff every year because he had a life Size violator from spawn Out in his front yard that looked So cool and you could see it like driving Down this little neighborhood street because That's the coolest part like you're just driving down This very unassuming neighborhood street And all of a sudden you see these people lined Up and you see this giant violator in this dude's like one story like house it's so cool so we got in line and like we walked through and it, every, it, it was just really really well crafted he had like the highest quality uh decorations i've ever seen in a haunted house and on top of that um it was like a science fiction themed haunted house i had never really seen that before like i have gone like through maybe one room in a haunted house before that may have had like maybe some sort of alien thing in there or creature but this was like super cool there's like areas where you're seeing like cronenberg like type monsters like coming out of the wall he had this weird kind of like crossover between like a like a sand person or sand people from star wars that was making this weird noises And he had, like, these really lifelike um, masks of, like, rhinos and rats that he put on people. So the actors in his maze that are basically in his backyard were, like, supreme... It was so good. It was so awesome, and I felt bad that we didn't have any cash on us. So we're gonna we're gonna look out and see if he has like a website out there, or we know his address now. So we might just mail him a check just because it was so cool. So um, cool. I'm gonna put the link. It's like it's so popular and it's so well known. I don't know how long he's been doing it, mm-hmm. but it's so popular. He actually has like his own Yelp page for like his house. So I'm gonna put that up in the show notes. So I recommend you guys go check it out. It's so, it's so cool. Like I just. Um, it's just the the quality, and it's just it's donation based, and you can just tell like the guy's just doing it because he loves it. He loves doing it, and it doesn't feel like you know some sort of like corporate you know event that's being thrown. So go check out. It's called the Backwoods Maze. We're we're gonna be going every year for sure. It's so awesome.
1: So um, now, how busy was this? I imagine you know being in someone's backyard, and, and as popular as it sounded. Parking sounds like it could have been a nightmare. That could have been half the horror
0: of it. Well, it's, it's actually really funny because, you know, it's just on a normal, like, lined neighborhood street. You know, you go one block over, the, the streets are totally uh, uh, empty. Uh, you go another block over, it's just like a normal street. And, like, if you go on Google Maps, you just look at this neighborhood and all the streets are green on traffic. And then this one little strip is red just because there's so many cars over there. So, yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. You just, you just find a, a parking spot on the street. Um, you know, and then you just like line up on the sidewalk and it's just really cool. It just, it just feels like you're just in, in, in store for just something like homemade and really cool. But yeah, I can't, I can't say enough about it. It was just, it was so impressive and like, I, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't not talk about it. So well, yeah, definitely awesome. go, you could definitely go check out the, that link to the show notes.
1: Yeah. I mean, that definitely it's in our show notes. Go check it out. And if you guys had any great Halloween costumes, Maybe you got to dress up as a superhero or you saw somebody else who did something that was awesome. Uh, no Harley Quinns, please. We're sure there's a billion <laughs> of them out there. Um, yeah, I saw
0: enough of those at Comic-Con.
1: Yeah, if the, if anyone else is dressed up, uh, tag us on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. We want to we wanna know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's time for the news. And the scariest part of <laughs> any news is spoiler alert. Oh, Mike. no, yeah uh-huh so this week we are four sleeps away from dr strange four sleeps dr I,
0: strange definitely snuck up on me i don't know about you
1: no um it's my <laughs> phone lock screen i've been looking at him every day for a couple months now uh, so. okay uh, I'm definitely excited. I it's been out, it's now out in international markets. Um, mm-hmm. You know the end credit scenes are leaking on Reddit and you know, everywhere. People are putting the mid credit scenes online. Ugh, uh, they're, geez, they're talking people. about it. They're discussing it. People don't know what they saw. They want to know more. You know the common moviegoer doesn't know things that we might know. But don't click the links if you don't want to know anything. Yeah, um,
0: just you only got a couple more days. You can you guys can manage it.
1: Yes, that's right. Go read a book, a comic book, <laughs> even. I don't, I don't care. Um, but Doctor Strange is coming. I've got tickets for Thursday at seven. Mike, when when is your showing?
0: Thursday at seven as well, but West Coast time. So you'll be you'll be out of yours by the time I'm stepping into mine. But well, uh, yeah, no, that's I'm great. Looking-
1: that you- – you know I mean, I don't you don't normally go at seven on Thursdays, do you? I yeah, you guys- it, it
0: it usually depends. We usually try to go on Thursdays. For for big Marvel releases, we're usually there on Thursdays. Um if it's a DC release that I'm looking forward to, I'll definitely go on Thursdays. Um so yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm already it's been kind of nice because you know the halloween the seasons all the other stuff i got going on right now kind of distracted me so i realized maybe at some point last week i was like oh man doctor strange is next week so i'm really looking forward to talk yes
1: next next week week, which is our spoiler cast which is our next point on this Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll have our spoiler cast next week i'm really excited to talk about it um i i doctor strange is one of the few books i pick up uh monthly right now um it's got a monthly series Mm -hmm. Uh um so on and so forth. So if you guys have any questions on Doctor Strange, feel free to reach out to us. You know, next week after you watch it, or maybe me more so than Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how much Doctor Strange Mike knows <laughs> offhand. So,
0: but he does know. He. I got Google. I, I got Google. I theoretically. I was going to say, but he does <laughs> know how to Google really well.
1: So there's that. Um, the director Scott Derrickson is already talking sequel ideas. He not signed on. There's nothing confirmed. It's just, you know, there's press junkets. This whole first couple of weeks. So,
0: yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we kind of had similar talk with, um, oh man, I already, I already forgot his name who directed Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were already, he was already kind of talking about, uh, sequel ideas when he was, uh, out on press for, uh, Ant-Man one. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think most of the time these directors get a second, get a second at bat when it comes. Yeah, to the yeah,
1: exactly. And especially if it's, you know, received well, which I haven't looked at Rotten Tomatoes um, and I, I plan on staying, uh, dry on that as, as much as I can.
0: Yeah. Another thing another thing you guys need to be careful of is even if you want to avoid reviews but still want to buy your tickets, um, sometimes it can even be hard to do that because Fandango, like, thinks it's being nice and it tries to put reviews next to the movie before you buy mm-hmm. the tickets and stuff like that. And that really bugs me. So it's just, like, I usually – I what I do is I bookmark the theater that I usually go to. So I just go, go directly to the movie theater's website. Like, I don't go through any, like, third-party, like, Fandango or anything. So – yeah, good luck. It's it's a hard world out there. You want to get those tickets as yeah, soon as Yeah, or possible. you
1: can go directly to the theater and buy them as well and save yourself some, mm-hmm. you know, service costs if you, if that's an option. But but back yeah. to if, if there's an article on the director talking sequel, had, sequel ideas, chances are he's probably ruining something of the movie in there that has already been revealed. So avoid those as well if you want to stay clean. Okay. Um, that's one thing. Uh, something cool, however, is the Sanctum Santorum is on Google Maps.
0: Oh, so you can kinda of do like a street view inside of yes, it?
1: Yes yes. Uh so you can actually like go see what the Sanctorum looks like on uh Google Maps. I think it's in New York. Um, maybe? I Well I it kinda makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean it <laughs> is in the movie at least, and um yeah, it, it's it's part of it. Yeah, it's uh it's not showing me right now doing a quick search, but it it is on there. I did see it earlier this week. All right, we'll take yeah. your word it for it, it, Chris. And then, however, with the movie right. being out in international markets, it's actually opening above Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy already.
0: Hmm. Well, i th- I think that makes sense because you got the strength of Benedict Cumberbatch behind mm-hmm. it mainly. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, with with Ant Man, you had a very obscure, you had a very uh, obscure character. I mean, even though you had Paul Rudd, who was known, you still have the people trying to grasp what an ant-man is guardians of the galaxy uh that's a little di- that's a little different because you did have chris pratt on there he wasn't a huge megastar then yet um but yeah i think it makes sense Benedict better to you gotta you gotta respect the bash yeah. he can he can definitely get people he can get people's eyes yeah so sure. i mean
1: that's good i mean it's opening everyone was uh, estimating it lower than it was than it actually came out with so that's that's good news for the movie i think um i don't think we're looking at mm. civil war numbers here but i think we're gonna get some good Good stuff off of this movie, so... Four sleeps. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Uh, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, do you remember Stan Lee's cameo in there?
0: Yeah, he was uh, some sort of a pimp that's with some right. alien ladies that's on right. his hands. Well,
1: come to find out, Guardians of the Galaxy, in Volume 2, director James Gunn, directed the four cameos of Stan Lee in one day. Uh, oh. And he fed him a lot of lines, and he did direct the one that's included in Doctor Strange. And, um, oh, cool. So, uh, the director um didn't know what the scott derrickson did not know what lines he would have of stanley because i guess kind of improvised a bunch of lines on set like just feeding him lines saying over and over Mm -hmm. um which i've already seen the dr strange uh, stanley cameo in the 50 minute preview but um it's they actually used the last take he said of of what they got there
0: Hmm. well well if it makes me wonder if it was four different cameos. That means it's for four different movies. Yes. They're, you know, they're getting four yes. out of the way, right? So it makes me wonder if they just take him into a green screen room because like, you know, how do you possibly uh get like four different sets? I mean, I guess they might they, know ahead of time, but they, it might make more sense to put it They in do. The green so
1: a lot of it there is green screen involved, but like he's still in a physical location. Uh an unrelated example would be um Guardians of the Galaxy. He, they would have to know that he had the the bar there, like for that railing, so they would just mm-hmm. have the railing and green screen the sky and stuff in behind him. So, so, yeah, that um, but that's cool. James Gunn, well, great guy. I like following him on on Facebook. Uh, probably one of the most outspoken, honest. I think honest, down to earth directors in the Marvel stables right now.
0: Yeah, he, he he definitely likes connecting with his fans, which is awesome. Which I like when directors do that. I always like it when I feel like. Uh, Uh, some sort of very famous creator has like a personal approach to social media because like yeah we get that I get it that The Rock has like 36 million followers on Instagram but I never believe that he's actually the one like typing the stuff below his photo or anything like that you know he's got a social media manager that does all of that that tries to write in his voice which I think is kind of hilarious that they have to think well how would The Rock say this but yeah I feel like James Gunn he's definitely and he does
1: a lot of live videos too uh, so if you ever like want to see him and and hear where he talks about it. you can watch the live videos which is really cool Rad. next year uh, about a year from now we will be watching and waiting excitedly for Thor Ragnarok uh, we got yeah, our first right. uh, behind the scenes image of Valkyrie uh, you can see her there with the black hair and the blue cape and the, the black outfit um, she's got some war paint mm-hmm. on her face we can't see from here there's some other images I just grabbed one I could see so it does look true to the Valkyrie's suit she has a a teal blue cape like that, or a darker blue cape with the black outfit, and um, the war paint. I might tie into the movie somehow. I don't know, but um, it's definitely cool to see her. I'm really looking
0: forward to some official images and, you know, a teaser. Yeah, this this is the furthest from a, an official image I think I could yeah. ever think. This dude's probably, like, a mile away with, like, a $20,000 lens to zoom in on, like, all this mm-hmm. set garbage to, to get, like, a picture of Valkyrie, like, through, like, these beams and stuff. My my favorite hilarious. is
1: you can see, like, the heat waves in the background distorting the background of the image. Because it, it is <laughs> yeah. hot out there when you are filming. I think it's Australia, so... Uh. Um, Mm -hmm. that's cool to see valkyrie Uh, again looking for something more official we'll probably get some at least at the latest by san diego comic-con if not sooner my theory is Mm -hmm. uh again with uh, guardians of the galaxy or spider-man uh we'll we'll get it
0: yeah yeah speaking of images and you know footage you know we did get that that uh guardians of the galaxy volume two teaser trailer and we know I always say I'm totally wrong when it comes to when trailers come out. So I'm gonna like George Costanza it and assume where I'm wrong, I'm right because I said there, there's no way they'd drop the trailer in front of the same week as Doctor Strange because that would take away from the from the uh, wonderment and uh, news of Doctor Strange. But that I think they're gonna do that anyway because it's what I don't think. So maybe we'll be talking about a Guardians trailer. So next week I'm
1: I'm gonna actually. One take the other stance on this. We're actually flip-flopping on this. Because I don't think it would take away from Doctor Strange. I think more people would be like, oh, I want to go see the Thor trailer. I'm going to go to Doctor Strange. But, at the same time, if they were going to include with Doctor Strange, they would have done it internationally. And not um you know, wait for the American release.
0: Maybe, maybe they're going to give the Americans a little something since we have to wait a whole week for all this other well, stuff.
1: Well, so. we'll keep an eye out for it. That's for sure. Because, yeah. because if you know. anything, you know, um, I'm excited to see it, but we got one more image from Thor and that is, um, Chris Hemsworth in his th- upcoming Thor kind of outfit for this movie. Um, what I find mm-hmm. interesting is only one of his shoulder pads has the red cape on it. I don't know if that's like a reference point for the CG cape. Um, on his little buttons there, and that lines up with a lot of the artwork that's happened in the past four to five years of Thor. So this suit very mm-hmm. lines up with a modern take on the the Thor before he he lost it to, um, I guess, Lady Thor, in in the comic books. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said this before, but I always like how the costumes always get a variation change in every mm-hmm. in every movie. So I, I like how they can find ways yeah. to mix it up. So it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, from what I, you can I definitely
1: see. I definitely am bored with it. And then the director uh, Taika Waititi there, so cool deal. Uh, Black Panther moving moving up. We are coming up on a year away this February from from it. I can't believe that. That feels so awesome. Uh, the working title for Black mm-hmm. Panther is called Motherland. Oh, that, that, uh, that makes so, sense. you know, like you know, Wakanda is the motherland of the Black Panthers, but also it could be a subtle reference to the Winter Soldier, being that he's all frozen up there in the Black Panther land.
0: Yeah, possibly. I wonder if uh, Black Panther is going to go outside of Wakanda at any point in time. I mean, I would be totally fine if the movie was totally set in Wakanda for, you know, the whole two hours that we get it. But it seems like if they're going to have a Black Panther movie, you might as well stick it That's the That's
1: time. right now the rumors um, for the, the the movie are that it's in there, that like, it's like a, there's an uprising in his country. And he has to deal with the uprising mm-hmm. of like another tribe and a warrior trying to take his place. So um, I, I agree with you. I think it will. So we'll, we'll do that. It also starts filming in January 2017 in Atlanta. So...
0: Oh, Atlanta! What you get every yeah, movie? All don't those you? Georgia tax breaks
1: on those movies, man! And I think there's a mm-hmm. Marvel stu- pine I think it's maybe it's Pinewood
0: Studios in Atlanta.
1: Um, Marvel or slash Disney have a studio there in.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure they got. I think every major studio has something yeah. in Georgia. As I, I was actually really curious one day, and I looked up like the tax break credits in Georgia, and they are by far they give out the best best tax credits and there's not a whole lot of hoops you have to jump through to get them. Like even out here in LA, they're trying to bring back the tax credits to kind of compete to bring production back to, you know, kind of where Hollywood is and uh, even then there's kind of a lottery system in order to get them. I think over as the years expand, that lottery system gets easier to get into, but yeah, Georgia, they know mm. what they're doing. You know, if they want an industry there, you gotta give them yeah, those Yeah, so
1: credits. it is Pinewood, Atlanta, because there's a Pinewood in uh, England as well, so um, Marvel yes. has filmed, I think, all their movies. Like as soon as one ends, the next one starts filming there. And I believe yes. Justice League, or not Justice League, uh, Infinity War, it will be filming at Pinewood at the same time as Black Panther. So um, who knows what's going to happen with that? Having those two movies filmed back to back there. So uh, yes. I expect a lot of, I hopefully a lot of scene snaps from that. So <laughs> we'll cross our fingers. Uh, the Punisher series on Marvel's, moving right along, we had our first look at Amber Rose Riva as Dina Madani, or Dina Madani, I don't know how to say her name, we haven't watched it yet, um, but she's a Homeland Security agent there, so um, uh, she's taking like a lead role, looks like someone's investigating the Punisher and what he's doing. So, as is tradition, Ooh. the government wants the Punisher,
0: and... <laughs> yeah well i mean he uh he he puts out a lot of collateral damage so that that makes sense that Homeland security yeah involved.
1: uh yeah so i who knows i mean it's it seems generic but i'm sure it'll be great whenever whenever we get there um also mm-hmm. this week marvel has announced five more people joining five more actors joining the punisher uh i've linked it in the notes none of the names really stick out to me to be honest with you
0: well, he's probably going to be killing a lot of people, so they got to yeah, add a lot of. People.
1: So yeah, there's a young veteran, a friend of Frank Castle's, uh, who only Frank knows he's alive, a CIA operative, um, the wife of the act- actor actor Micro, and um, another Homeland agent. So who knows? Like none, none of these names or actors stood out to me. So I was like, you know, I'll include it. But is it going to change my life? No, no, it's not.
0: I don't know. Bring it on, That's Netflix right. ready.
1: However, Netflix has got a big piece of news for Mike this week. And I mm. think... Uh, Whenever I read this, I shared it with Mike first thing. And I'm like, Mike, um, what, what do you feel? And I think you're, you're probably the most excited. With The Defenders, they have confirmed it for eight episodes for the series.
0: Yes. And this... This is awesome for two reasons. First of all, we get an answer that this isn't just going to be some sort of quick, uh, you know, Netflix movie type deal. You know, we kind of theorize, oh, it could either be like a a, a legit, like a movie runtime, or maybe it could be like a four part miniseries. Because I would say that's kind of typical in in the television land for if you say the word miniseries, you're looking at maybe around Mm -hmm. four episodes. But, you know, I was saying, you know, hey, Stranger Things. Killed it with the eight-episode uh, number. You know that was like the perfect amount of time to tell a story with you know no downtime. You know no filler episodes. So I was like, man, I hope the Defenders gets eight episodes, and then you tell me eight, and I I couldn't be happier. That's I think that's the perfect thing that they can do. And, you know, if we're lucky enough that the Defenders gets kind of the same budget along the lines or even more for the Defenders than all the other shows did, that means they get to condense a lot more to action pieces that, you know, they don't have to spread Mm -hmm. out too much. So, yeah, this is awesome news. This is so great. I
1: mean, I think eight's perfect. I think 13 is too long still. 10 is my ideal Mm -hmm. for a regular series. 8 for the Defenders, perfect. Like, well,
0: yeah, and I mean with the Defender series, you, we're not really going to have to chew on any of the uh, you know actors' backstories or scenes. You know, there will be character development just because every story has character development, but we're not going to have to go through any crazy emotional arcs. You know, this is just going to be awesome, fun action trying to trying to save New York City and save the world. So we don't need all that time to get like mm-hmm. really intimate. We're just going to see some awesome, awesome. Yeah, free hopefully connection. no
1: flashback episodes. Like. Those really really <laughs> stall you quite a bit in the in the run. We also have a news that uh, uh, S J Clarkson, um, who has previously directed episodes of Jessica Jones, uh, the show Vinyl Orange's New Black, will helm the first two episodes. That's awesome. Yes, so she that
0: that's a good yes, that's a good. She is
1: taking the first two, um, so that's a quarter of the of the episodes already ready to roll. Um, with directors, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I I forget who the showrunner is on the Defenders. I believe it's the people from Daredevil season two.
0: Um, yeah, I and think so.
1: Sigourney Weaver is the supposed villain, but um, I mean, this is cool. I'm glad they're, they're ready. They're ready to work on it. It sounds like they could start filming within you know by next year, um, early next year.
0: Yeah, this is this. Yeah, this is shaping up to be awesome. So, um, yeah. So, Defenders. Maybe I'm curious if it's either going to be summer or fall. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, next year. Um, we're ready for it. Ready for it. The synopsis was also updated with all this announcement, saying it's now the story of four solitary figures, burdened with their own personal challenges, who realize they might just be stronger when teamed together.
0: Yeah. So awesome. it sounds
1: like um, my guess is maybe the first two episodes is going to be everybody finding each other and not getting along right away. So, but who knows? I don't know. I iron. We still have to go through a whole series with Iron Fist um and then uh who knows when the punisher will arrive on top of that so um we are we have so much unknown but it's so good like this is such good things yeah. to look forward to i feel
0: yeah i'm sure we'll have a stick and he'll uh, be able to knock some sense yeah these guys. like
1: maybe maybe the stick maybe the uh the other people the i think it was the the chafe or smoke something i don't know
0: yeah the the yeah hey, we'll see something it was one
1: of those names they they all use them whatever but now i've got some more good news for you mike at the expense of some bad news whichever way you want to take this the incredibles 2 has moved up a year we are now getting it
0: sooner than later all right all right all right that makes good that That we need
1: a good fantastic four movie and the Incredibles 2 is just what we need uh so that will be june Mm -hmm. 15th 2018 um 2018 is shaped up to be a big year Big year for everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, however, it will be swapped with another movie that's on that date. This may sound familiar. Toy Story 2. Uh, is, or 4. Toy Story 4 is going back a year to June
0: 2019. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a, a good Toy Story 4 movie that could be made. Because we have such a perfect trilogy already. Why can't we just let Toy Story lie mm. and just rest in peace? Uh, but, I mean, if it gets delayed a year... Maybe maybe there's a chance that it'll, it'll just be totally taken off the the plate for Pixar in general, so we'll, Yeah, we'll I see.
1: mean Toy Story 4 to me, I mean, if they want to if Pixar wants to continue the Toy Story franchise, I think a, a reboot would be necessary or maybe a whole new like the four is all new characters because the toys yeah. kids have today compared to the toys kids had 20 years ago when the first movie came out, two entirely different things.
0: Yeah, it would be kind of weird because I think you know uh, Woody and Buzz are you know they're really they're really the heart of Toy Story. So if you make a new Toy Story movie and you put brand new toys in it, I think they have to be in the movie somehow. But maybe they're just kind of like cameo appearances that like pop up later in like the third act or something i don't know we just we just it's a movie we just don't need like pixar has so so much talent over there i guess maybe except for the good dinosaur (laughs) and uh the cars franchise but uh yeah i like it when they do when they do new Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and and you know actually have a point uh, on what they want to say with the films as well like being kind of relevant Mm -hmm. and and timely and i feel pushing back toy story 4 to 2019 i can't imagine what kind of cool things we're going to have in 2019 to do uh i I mean we we can't even predict the next iphone let alone
0: toys vr toy story make me toy story in vr maybe i'll do it could be well
1: we'll keep we'll keep you posted uh by that time we will have actually witnessed and watched star wars episode eight mike can you believe that oh that's hard to believe Uh, we're actually uh coming up on a month away from rogue one so episode eight's a year away and that's even more crazy but Daisy Ridley went on uh, to talk some this week that says uh, Jin Erso is not her character's relative
0: yeah I think I think I'm okay with that Uh, it might have been a little too uh, a little bit too easy because like I've said before I just want her parents just to be just to be some randos I mean yeah I guess they could be maybe um, paired into the Empire or maybe the Rebels somehow but like uh, just, just make her just a random a girl that just happens to to find her destiny. So I, I'm okay yeah. with you know her not being. Yeah,
1: and this came up because a lot of people were like, oh, the, they're doing Rogue One because it has to tie into the other Star Wars movies, you know, the current releases somehow. And um, to me, mm-hmm. that seems a little silly because how is the Han Solo solo movie going to tie into this later?
0: <laughs> you- yeah, I just. I just want these Star Wars story movies just to be a mm-hmm. fun time. It's like it's like one of the few times you've ever been able to take, you know, a giant franchise and just adapt it to make a fun movie, you know. It's almost like a franchise-less movie, you know. You, you know, we don't have to necessarily worry about a sequel right. for Jen. You know, it's just going to be a right. fun Right, no, movie.
1: exactly. And um, if it does well, I mean, they can probably do a Rogue 2 movie and uh, maybe steal the plans to the second Death Star I, I i don't know <laughs> uh but um yeah, yeah something weird. that but we don't have to wait too long and worry too much mike because her parents will be revealed in episode eight
0: good reveal the parents and make sure they're not fucking luke and i'll mm-hmm. just i don't funny. think it is i'm leaning more
1: towards an obi One parentage like i think that would be interesting
0: yeah that's the that like I like I stated before I think that's going to be the only lineage that's related to the original trilogy that I'll be okay yeah. with. I'll be okay if it's Obi-Wan, you know, because he's dead and gone so we don't really have to worry about some sort of weird like reunion or mm-hmm. something like that. So if it has to be, I'd rather it not, but if it has to it be and
1: okay. it also makes sense thematically, you know, as Obi-Wan like trained Anakin and Luke and then Luke has to come back and train his air kind of thing it makes sense in in terms of how star wars likes to be epic and have points to other things so parallels Mm -hmm. oh well we're excited for star wars episode eight don't get us wrong another movie i'm still excited for despite what other people may say is deadpool 2 um i don't think losing tim miller is going to hurt this movie whatsoever um, however, some news has come out this week that Tim Miller wanted to spend three times the budget of the first one on the sequel.
0: Ooh. So I wonder if that was the discrepancy that Ryan Reynolds had with Tim Miller. You know, they we, they were kind of con- – there was rumors what it could possibly be, maybe the casting of Cable, maybe something else. But I don't know. This is actually something I heard a lot where people were saying Deadpool did great. Because uh, they had to get creative and outside of the box with their smaller budget, you know that was the whole reason why he left his bag of guns in that taxi. I believe is because they wanted they didn't have the budget to do that the giant action scene with all those guns and rockets mm-hmm. and that stuff. And that ended up just being a hilarious moment in the movie. So I want more stuff like that. So maybe Ryan Reynolds was just like, no, we're not going to bloat this movie yeah. with all this money and all just all just CG. We're going to make a like a sequel. We're going to make like a Uh, a successor that we deserve so hopefully that's actually yeah so
1: i i did i did look into this a little bit and um it's also it's not just ryan reynolds the writers as well agree with this um you know like you know the writers um i think it's rhett reese and paul wernick i think are the writers and ryan Ryan reynolds you know they want to keep that low budget you know creative grungy like you know not like stylized feel like this is true to deadpool we need to keep this deadpool and um you know tim miller wanted to do a typical run-of-the-mill superhero film like we see all the time
0: yeah yeah i mean uh tim i mean it's it's great if you want to uh, take on the challenge of a larger budget because that's definitely something a director needs to Mm -hmm. be good at um so, yeah, I think just hire him for like a bigger movie. Good. I mean, if he's over at Fox, Fox has big giant blockbuster movies all the time. You know, just put Tim on something else. He did a great job with Deadpool 1. If he wants a bigger budget, just try put, on, put a on a movie. video
1: game adaptation. Like that'll yeah. that'll work.
0: Yeah, cuz Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where I'm sure they're not worried about the budget because I'm sure like uh Ryan and is sh- is sharing um like is doing like a profit sharing with the box office of the movie so he's just like yeah let's just do this thing cheap and it'll be just as good and we'll make more money so uh i i hope that's what's going on i mean i'm not doing trying to put words in anybody's mouth but uh i'm putting my faith in my yeah, yeah me too
1: uh however a new director has already um been rumored slash reported i don't know how to do it semi-confirmed mm-hmm. uh, is david leach leach Lech? i don't know david l Um, He is known for his work on a lot of movies. He was a co-director of John Wick.
0: Um, Uh, He's
1: done uh, a lot of stunt work and action scene choreography for the following movies. Civil War, The Wolverine, Jurassic World, Matrix, Blade, Fight Club his list goes on and on his pedigree.
0: <laughs> I think I see where this is going. I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk about the, the trailer for John wick two. So, I mean, uh, so I don't know if people know, but like that, I, I am a big fan of that franchise. So it's kind of one of those movies where you don't let the story kind of get in the way of just like your, your main character just mm-hmm. being a badass. So, um, yeah, if he's gonna step up to the plate, I think Deadpool two would be a good way to do it. Um, I want some kick-ass action scenes. I want Ryan Reynolds being a smartass and pissing people off. So this sounds yeah, like a I good agree, game. and
1: I, I totally think with this pedigree he has, he, and he's you know working within a smaller budget. Like I mean, Tim Miller did video game cutscenes before he became the director of Deadpool. Deadpool was his first feature-length uh-huh. film. Um, the same way with this guy, he co-directed John Wick, so he's half-directed a feature-length film, and um, this would be a great chance to let him do his own thing and, and move on. Uh, he, however, was the frontrunner for the upcoming X-Force movie um, that we've reported several times. So, um...
0: All right. So, yeah, he's a... a fox is definitely circling yeah, this Yeah, they, guy, they so. like what
1: he can do, and, and they're ready to, to put him to work one way or the other. Uh, the backups mm-hmm. for this, um, just in case uh, David doesn't go through, is Drew Goddard, of course. Drew, Drew Goddard has been mm-hmm. attached to every superhero franchise thing that does not have a director. <laughs> um... Yeah, he was on Sinister Six uh, for Spider-Man franchise. He did Daredevil season one for a couple episodes. Uh, he was, I think, he's on Pacific Rim two now. And
0: I mean, I I love I, I love Goddard so that, that we that do.
1: But I think that. he's taken a Del Toro approach where he's like attached to everything, but I actually need to see him do something.
0: <laughs> I just want people to yeah, know that I'm
1: pre- busy. pretty much. And then um, the other guy is Magnus Martins who did some Luke Cage episodes. So. Um, cool. they're, they're definitely a scope and they want to get this thing in production because after Wolverine 3 or, or Logan they don't have any announced uh, X-Men movie other than a Deadpool sequel and we don't know when that's going to arrive
0: <laughs> yeah maybe Fox is just going to turn into the Deadpool studio yeah, uh, again I
1: despite facts that uh, you know people as they're saying everything I think Fox and Marvel are teaming up for something and we don't know what it is yet
0: Ooh, don't get me excited Chris don't get me excited and let me down I, I may
1: not but I mean they, the fact they have not announced the next X-Men movie is a little interesting because they usually announce the next one or the, mm. the end credit scene tees the next big X-Men movie um, you mm-hmm. know Deadpool can fit in anywhere he doesn't have to worry about you know making sense because he's silly uh,
0: man could you only imagine the position that Fox would be in if Deadpool didn't go well or if they just didn't make deadpool at all i mean they'd 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 have nothing of credit yeah. over there now so they're lucky they're they should be sucking ryan Reynolds. well dick. that's one way to put it I, yeah i mean i'm just being vulgar because deadpool brings yeah, it out yeah, of you, apparently but, so. yeah apparently so uh and then fox and
1: marvel also working on tv shows together right now so um mm-hmm. you know there's a lot going on here and i feel a sony similar team up is going to happen and With Inhumans off the table, despite as frustrating as that makes me, that leaves room for mutants to pop up in Phase 4. Ooh. There,
0: that would that would be the, the best so,
1: way to um, go. So, I'm going to remain hopeful. People can tell me otherwise. But a lot of signs are pointing towards the X-Men and Marvel coming together. So, we'll, we'll cross our fingers.
0: Supergirl, have you watched it yet, Mike? This season uh i have not watched it yet i'm just gonna wait for that cross yeah over, that's, to be honest.
1: that's i was talking about that last night and that's the same with me like we need the four episode crossover and then we'll be good to go um but miss martian is making her appearance finally in supergirl um did you watch teen titans
0: uh i have maybe, uh, i've seen uh the teen I- titans and they've there, uh, Young Justice Young is the one I was think thinking of. Thinking there we go. So she's yeah. in Young
1: Justice. Um, there she is. Uh, looks really kind of weird because she doesn't have her red hair like she does in the books um, or the, the show. But, I mean, CW effects, sure, why not, I, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to show off that brain, man. Yeah, That's so cool. um,
1: she's now being in the CW show, so at least, you know, CW is trying to – Keep things going and keep things interesting. Like I said, if I was ever to watch Supergirl, it would be because of Martian Manhunter and uh, that kind of aspect of it, at least.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Suicide Squad. Are you ready for that, Mike? you
0: ready for get some more Suicide Squad on? <laughs> I, man, we have Suicide Squad. All right. Room. Well, okay. the extended
1: cut, we know how long it's going to be. It adds 11 minutes to the movie instead of...
0: Wow, uh, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> so this, this
1: this harkens back to the mid-2000s, extended cuts or director's cuts that used to come out on DVDs. Like, mm-hmm. when you get the menu at the beginning, do you want to watch the theatrical cut or the extended, unrated cut? And I'm like, <laughs> 11 minutes, like, I don't know. Like, that's that's weird. But both versions will be included on the 4K release I saw, so...
0: Yeah, well, well I mean, like, the, these 11 minutes or these added scenes they are never, like, action scenes or fight scenes or anything cool. It's always just some sort of stuff that, like, oh, it makes sense that that didn't make it into the movie, so... Uh, I don't know. Uh, we we talked about this before. We don't. Now, care, would you so. care
1: now if it's if five of those or six of those eleven minutes are Joker scenes? Would you want to watch them to see what those were?
0: I would watch them on YouTube out of curiosity, but I just after giving money to see that extended cut for Batman vs. Superman I just can't give them any more money for these extended releases anymore how about you make a movie that I like (laughs) that comes out in theaters first and then maybe I'll consider it Mike
1: got burned a little bit is 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 what it sounds like I got (laughs) burned (laughs) well I'm sorry to hear that Mike well I don't think I'm going to rewatch Suicide Squad but if anyone else does get it and watch those let us know what you think of those extra 11 minutes Um, or if not we'll find them on YouTube or somewhere Somewhere on the internet we will find those exact scenes and watch them completely out of context. Aquaman is a movie that's still being made, um, as far as we know, and we saw the first look at Mera a couple weeks ago in one of our shows, and mm-hmm. I've got some reports from the director, uh, that Aquaman and Mera don't start off together or working well together in the beginning of this movie, um,
0: uh, Alright, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna face some relationship issues, there's gonna be some struggle there. I mean I get yeah, that it, it, it sounds sense. like every
1: movie that's ever happened when you have a guy and a girl character and they're like, I'm a strong independent woman, I don't need a man and the guy's like, I don't need your help, you're a woman and then they end up working together and saving each other and falling for each other later on. Like it's standard movie trope right here, but they just happen to be sea people mm-hmm. at this point. So Um <laughs> Not sea really people. not really too surprised on that one. Another big point of uh, this week, and I, it's very small note here actually, but I think it's a big point: is Justice League Dark has a new title called Dark Universe, mm-hmm. and oh, um, right. the, the act or the director Doug Lyman, who was previously attached to Gambit before it was kind of taken off the table, says he will turn the comic book genre on its head with his Dark Universe movie.
0: Okay, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I think that's a uh, that's a lot of talking. Let's see the walking, Doug. But uh, I think it's cool that this uh, Justice League Dark or Dark Universe is kind of back on the table. I mean, I like living in a world where the Gambit movie goes away, but then we get a Justice League Dark movie. I think that's a I think that's a good change. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: the only thing like I I don't I'm not worried about it. But like in in this quote as well, he's like. Doug Lyman, he says, I get asked to come in and do things that are unconventional. If people want conventional, they don't come to me. I'm like, okay, dude. Like, the more you tell me you're unconventional, the more I'm not going to believe you. But he <laughs> did do Edge of Tomorrow, um, which I know, I know you enjoy that. We were talking about that earlier this week, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It, an and awesome that's actually movie. a comic book movie, or it's based on the graphic novel called All You Need Is Kill. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know uh what's going to happen, but uh the dark universe is moving up or moving down the the pipeline, I guess. So, we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Characters we can look forward to are, you know, uh, Swamp Thing, John Constantine, and um I believe what was the other one there? Uh you know, like uh, Zatanna and uh stuff like that. So, we'll we'll keep you posted as more dark universe news pops up along the way. Yeah. The Walking Dead, season six premiere. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing already just because uh, uh, there's there's so many people that have opinions on uh, Walking yes, Dead. Yes,
1: I don't care about The Walking Dead. I haven't watched it, and since the middle of season three, I stopped and have not gone back.
0: At least you're... At least you're yeah, consistent. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I've
1: I'm not, I'm not picked it back up. I see stuff online. I read some of like, the, the reviews occasionally just so in case someone asks me, like, why don't you watch it? I'm like, this is why I don't watch it. Um, did you Did you catch up on the season six premiere? Okay. Oh, yeah, Good.
0: for sure. Uh, I knew this was going to be a big premiere and I was going to need to watch this as soon as possible because I was very busy last Sunday, but we made time because – when a big show, like when the biggest drama, hour-long drama on TV premieres, and it, they're coming off of a cliffhanger season finale last uh, last season, you gotta watch that right away because I mean uh, we're not gonna spoil yeah. anything for anybody out there. I mean, uh, but you gotta you gotta get on that stuff quick. I mean. If it's like if it's in the middle of the season and people are spoiling stuff for you, that's kinda shitty. But you know, a season premiere, you gotta get on that right away. It, you're you just gotta it's, protect yourself. Game
1: of Thrones and Walking Dead are a like almost a zero hour spoiler like thing. Like if yeah. you don't watch it live, you should not be on the internet or texting people or doing anything <laughs> really where you're connected other than watch that because people will tell you what happens. There will be spoiler filled headlines you can draw connections pretty easily from some stuff, even though they tried to be spoiler free. Um, So um, Mm -hmm. I just want to know, I know it ended on a cliffhanger last season with someone appearing to get murdered uh, in the middle of the cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. How long did it take the new episode to pick up to that point right away? Or was it more halfway through the episode?
0: Uh, Well, they kind of, they did a, I won't spoil anything, but they did a little bit of a red herring. I would say um, in the first act of of who of who dies and then they they kind of go all out and they reveal everything about halfway through the episode so you don't have to wait until the very last bit of the episode to kind of get your conclusion but it was it's a very intense episode I thought it was a great hour of television and I'm actually really surprised that I'm I've seen to be on the other side of the fence with uh, this episode uh, people seem to be, really be dogging on it I don't know if it's a combination of they watch a character that they really liked die or if it's a combination of they're just tired of putting up with the walking dead or i don't i really don't know what it is but me and my wife sat down and had a great time watching the episode so i don't understand what's up people's butt you know People were upset that the last episode of the last season ended on a cliffhanger. Like, a television show has never done that before, ever in existence of TV, which was just ridiculous. People were up in arms about that. And then uh, watching this payoff, I mean, it was intense. I mean, there, there was some great acting in this. So, I mean, I don't usually check reviews for television shows, because I just... it. I don't really like reviews in general for TV or music. You know, movies are a little bit more structured, a little bit easier to review, but... Yeah, there are some people out there that were giving it like a C minus, and I was like, ah, that, I don't. I, I think you know if you're if you can't if you're tired of The Walking Dead you got like you you stopped watching it a while ago if you if you still watch the season premiere you obviously are still going to be watching it the entire season so I don't know what you're complaining about but uh, I thought it was a great premiere so um, I mean I, they're making me happy uh, thank you Robert Kirkman <laughs> thank you everybody else that makes it I'm sure they get a lot of hate out there on the internet but yeah. I yeah okay it.
1: yeah I mean I I don't I don't know too much about it Robert Kirkman was on Movie Fights last week I
0: believe or at least two weeks ago he was on a he was on a lot of stuff i i listened to a couple different podcasts and like i guess internet exclusive content that he uh he went ahead and did press for so i thought that was really cool on robert kirkman's side of the thing so he's a funny dude he's a funny dude when he's kind of ad lib and just yeah
1: yeah i think i think he did it he did a, he didn't win movie fights but he did good in it so i, I think he I think it's a good time cool. so um yeah walking dead if you guys watch it good if not oh well um I just wanna I just wanna talk to Mike about it because you know TV shows like this are a lot like movies. Like we talk about Doctor. Strange, it's out. people are talking about it. You're gonna see stuff. It's hard to avoid it unless there's like a universal release. And when it comes to TV shows, there's like usually a, a time zone gap that you have to
0: <laughs> come to superhero listen to the superhero slate podcast to get your universal yeah, that's right. release i don't know i don't know how i feel about well that tag we, we
1: we release all at once so no matter where you are you're gonna hear our show uh at least, oh yeah you're gonna at hear least on itunes <laughs> i don't know everywhere else is kind of kind of up in the air at this point alien covenant mike's second favorite franchise in the world got yeah. some news okay. um from uh michael fassbender he said that the new aliens in this film are called neomorphs rather than xenomorphs and um the rumor is that the alien david has been not alien the robot david has been experimenting on the aliens when he landed on the um creator's homeworld. and one of the mm. this there's some i guess photos here of a uh I don't know if this is David's workshop or like the workshop where they make all these props and stuff. But showing like this really deformed-looking alien.
0: Uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of looks a little bit like um, maybe a xenomorph mixed with those uh, those Prometheus characters mm-hmm. that we saw walking around. I don't know if they got a if they ever got a name in Prometheus, but you know those big pale guys that were like you know ten foot tall or whatever. It kind of looks like a cross between them. They got kind of that same milky bluish skin, so I could kind of see where this is going. Yeah, a lot of deformed.
1: If you look in the back, you know, there's some classic alien stuff. Um, There's some more images from this, but I felt they were a little spoilery, showing some of the designs of the new creatures off. Um, They're just twists on the old ones. That looks like they might be genetically altered by uh, David slash Michael Fassbender's character. So um, I'm actually a little more interested in it because of that. Rather than, you know, just being like, oh, um, these things come out of these pods every time and, and come get us. Like, this mm-hmm. this robot has been using his crazy brain for science to learn more about them and make either worse ones or better ones. I I don't know. Well, we'll see more, but Alien Covenant is coming along and, and it's, it's inevitable at this point. Inevitable. So, uh, we've already mentioned one Benedict Cumberbatch property earlier. So, now we're going to mention um, mm-hmm. not... Not another one, I guess not yet. Something else he's been related to. I'm gonna swap these around. So, Sherlock, the TV series is returning. Uh, yeah. I believe it's January 1st, 2017.
0: Yeah. Uh, that uh, that makes that makes sense. That's usually what they do. They drop it on the very first of the year. So that's par for the course with Sherlock. Yes. Right so now.
1: January 1st, 2017, we get Benedict Cumberbatch back uh, in Sherlock, uh, possibly the last series. I think there's might be one more after that. I don't know if they said they were going to do five or not. But um, it's been three years since the last one ended.
0: And, yeah, you never really know with uh, BBC television. They're kind of – they don't really stick to a schedule. They kind of just do like hiatus deals like, hey, you know, hey, whenever you guys get a chance to come back together and make more, you know, go ahead, we'll be here. So uh, you never yeah, really know. Yeah, not,
1: not at all. So I'm um, really excited to see um, Sherlock come back. Uh, we'll probably talk about that more in January uh, I guess that gives us something in January to watch while we while we inevitably wait for Logan in March, and yeah. then um, lastly is actually uh, Sherlock three the movie series uh, known for having Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is moving forward with a writers' room.
0: Oh wow! I wasn't. I really wasn't expecting yes, to hear so, that. So um,
1: some of the names in the writers' room I did know were Nicole Perlman, who's uh, wrote the first treatment of guardians of the galaxy and co-wrote captain marvel or maybe mm-hmm. she wrote all of captain marvel i don't know which one um gary witta who did rogue one and uh, other there are other names i didn't know or didn't care but if they've got these two mm-hmm. people in there for these big franchises it sounds like they're you know trying to get serious about sherlock this third sherlock movie and where it could go
0: yeah i have a really weird um i weird experience I guess with Sherlock in general because um, I don't really know the timelines exactly but I know for sure I watched that first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movie um, you know, back in the day when it came out. And it, I was pleasantly surprised. It was pretty fun. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. P- played a pretty good Sherlock. It was entertaining to kind of see his little way he analyzed the body before he, like, beat it up mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, Jude Law, uh, he played a pretty good uh, Watson. So I was on board with that. And then the sequel came out and it was just really bloated. They kind of just turned it into an action movie, which without really any much intrigue at all. So it just kind of seemed like a blockbuster at that point in time. And, you know, that was about it so I'm hoping the third one they come back around and try to make something intriguing because they're competing with some of the best Sherlock material ever made which is you know the Sherlock series with uh, with Cumberbatch right. you know after I watch that it's really hard to kind of look at this action movie that's being made with Sherlock and give it like any sort of respect for the character just because even though Sherlock is the Sherlock series on BBC isn't present day they're just doing just such a better job and you know they're making three movies a season based Basically, so there's more intrigue. There's just more to get uh, sucked into your seat watching. So, yeah they they really got a they really got to step up to the plate and knock Sherlock three out of the park for me to really get excited. Yeah,
1: and, about and they're it. also competing with uh, the TV show on CBS called Elementary, uh, which actually mm-hmm. is you know gets a, on Rotten Tomato score ninety six percent. Uh, eight on IMDb you know so it's up there in terms of quality that's pretty for, impressive yeah. so um yeah. it's definitely um you know we have the American elementary we have the British Sherlock and then we have this movie series Which you're right the second one uh, the first one was great the second one eh not so well um but mm-hmm. again I think you know there's only so much Sherlock you can have so I don't know if we'll see this one in the next year probably two years um, and will there be room for this movie five years after the sequel? Um, so, yeah. Res- respect yes, the badge. Yes. Or something like that. Why not? Um, <laughs> so that is the last bit of news. I wanted to start with Benedict and end with Benedict, but I got those out of order. But it doesn't matter because we had a great show this week and next week we're going to have two shows where we actually get to talk about Doctor Strange. I'm so excited. If people want to... See your Benedict Cumberbatch comic you made a long time ago where can i <laughs> do that
0: Man, we're always struggling to find a way to plug these uh, Twitter handles for each other, but you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at PicklesComics.com. Chris, uh, if people want to go check out your Twitter handle to see maybe the other podcasts that you record, or maybe they want to know if you're doing other interesting things like going to murder mystery, Harry Potter, Wolverine, <laughs> werewolf stuff, <laughs> I don't know why I threw Wolverine in there. I think I was thinking where we're Wolverine where we're get that. Um, you can do it on Twitter at <laughs> Valdan,
1: V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, you can also listen to my other show, uh, Film Side Chats, uh, on iTunes or filmsidechats.com. And I also write on Comic UI uh, recently on Twitter. I posted my, my comic book, my trade collection. I actually reorganized that this morning. So um, if you guys want to see what comic books I own and read and get some suggestions, you know, you can check that out as well. I think that'd be... That'd be cool to see if you guys were reading stuff that we were doing. In the meantime, people are listening to the show right now, but maybe they want to share it with a friend or find more episodes. Mike, where can they do that at?
0: Well, they can always visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the places we host this little show, and to check out the show notes so you can get the links for all these uh, cool things that we're talking about. Uh, but if you want to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right in your email inbox, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's really helpful. It helps us get some uh, new ears and popping in those new earbuds, whether wireless or wired Mm -hmm. we will we like them either way and if you're a super fan of the show just uh share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we'll be here every week to always give you the latest superhero entertainment Mm -hmm. that's
1: right and sometimes twice like next week because we have a dr Strange spoiler cast i don't think i've mentioned that enough because i'm really excited to finally (laughs) watch it and not have to uh you know uh look at all the other articles where people are like hey look we have the movie already (laughs) ha 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 So, um, yeah, I guess we'll catch you guys next week, and we'll see
0: you then. All right, cool. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.
1: I'm David S. Pumpkins. Any questions? What?